Hi, Bosley here. We here at the Tag Team Podcast strive to bring you the best audio quality possible. Unfortunately this episode will not be up to our usual standards. Due to technical issues, Jeff had to use a tablet to do the podcast and he will sound a little tunnel-y as some spots. We apologize for this inconvenience and hope you can overlook it and continue listening to the episode. And now on with the show. The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app to use just say Alexa open any part any part at your service ask me to play a podcast play the tag team podcast now playing the tag team podcast you're listening to the tag team podcast the podcast that is a WWE Network companion. Currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your tag team podcast host, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings. Welcome to the tag team podcast. I'm John Burke. I'm Jeff Jones. And it's time for some podcasting again. About that time. Or for some, we've never left. The magic of technology. Yes, most definitely. I'm still banging on the intro that you did there. Yeah, it's been a while. It's like it's brand new again. It's got that little shot of adrenaline. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, that's what we practice for. This is our Thunderdome. <laughs> our Braun Strowman. I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come get these hands, right? <laughs> oh, what a week it's been. Just going on in Jones Land. Broken stuff again? The curse. The curse. Nothing good. I'm going to have a Sanford and Son shop set up soon. <laughs> That's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, nothing but bad news and broken technology over here. So I'm having to kick it from the tablet, which is the only good thing that Microsoft come out with, in my opinion. The views and opinions expressed by Jeff Jones during this podcast are those of his, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of John Burke or any listeners or subscribers to the Tag Team Podcasts. Oh, there goes our Microsoft sponsorship. I'm sorry. Plugged in, not charging, unacceptable for 2018. <laughs> That should never be a thing, ever. Hey, but other than that, I got my help. Yeah, you are doing pretty well, it sounds like. Powering through it. That's what you gotta do. Oh, yeah. Gotta survive somehow, right? Exactly. Somebody's gotta be the cockroach during the nuclear explosions. Gotta survive on. What's going on in John Lynn? Not too much. Getting ready to go back to work after the sabbatical. It's always the worst time of vacation next to checking the emails prior to get back in that train of mind of, I gotta work for a living. Only if you could train more minds, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That team podcast is not telling any actions or words spoken by Jeff Jones. <laughs> Some listeners may find the following clip disturbing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, appropriate. <laughs> Other than the computer catastrophes, vacation back, I think we're, we're back and going to start being regular. Yeah, so eventually the podcast will improve as quality progresses. we got to get back into the swing of things. So if you're listening to this one instead of episode 19 or episode 21, we apologize ahead of time. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Well, speaking of getting into the back of swing of things, I think we both found some good information on episode 19 before we go back and reminisce over what happened. Yes, we were wrong, and we apologize for being wrong. It happens. 
We overlooked something, we forgot to check competitors when we reported information, and our sources have now been double-checked, and we're doing a retraction for episode 19. Yes, episode 19 was found on Daily Motion. So, an update on this, when we originally recorded it, it was on Daily Motion, but since then, WWE has scoured YouTube, Daily Motion, and it's not on there again. Order to be transparent, it's not on there now, so it won't be on the website, but we're not going to edit this out, so we'll leave the original recording as noted in here, but don't look for it on the website, because it's officially no longer on Daily Motion. Now, back to your regular scheduled podcast. In all of its entirety, glory of Mel Phillips and the huge fight talked about for the ages of Skylo Low and the Executioner. Yeah, it seems like Daily Motion's coming out to be the YouTube black market of videos. <laughs> YouTube says, uh-uh, we can't do that. Yeah, now they've gone with their pro service and all that. They have to make it look a little bit more legit than what it used to be back in the glory days. There's another one that people are starting to use. I'll say it's called DTube, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look that up. I have not heard of this. Well, just in case, use your incognito browser in case it's not what it should be. But from what I was listening on, a couple other podcasts that a lot of people that stream and a lot of people that do video capture, they're moving over to that because YouTube YouTube isn't paying what they used to with monetization and ads. What? There's other podcasts besides ours? Do tell. Yes, it's many. Well, they're not paying me, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> That'll teach them. Yeah, I heard that YouTube isn't giving up the money like they used to before being a little tight on it. So I do not blame people for abandoning ship and trying to go elsewhere. From what I understand, they're cutting the revenue down. If you're not a well-known streamer or creator um you're pretty much out in the water by yourself pretty much have to leech on to a network or reach onto a company that does it and have them promote you out that way pretty much working for somebody which is the point that you didn't want to do in the first place well good news for us we don't have to worry about that <laughs> amen <laughs> I do it enough four days a week. I ain't ready to do it anymore. All right. Well, that's it. I'm done plugging for Daily Motion and YouTube. <laughs> no more. Let's recap episode 19. Previously on the Tag Team Podcast. All right. Well, we had episode 19. We had Vince McMahon and Lord Alfred Hayes open the show. He speaks of events that happened on the last episode. And also we get to see Captain Lou with his face turn. I don't mean looking at another camera. <laughs> Next, we have Hulk Hogan and Hillbilly Jim in their training session, which was a still hard to look at even though he did seem to be getting better it was still hard to watch next up we meet with Skylo Low finally and we actually get to see some of the wedding he talks about the wedding banquet between Paul Vachon and his wife and he said that this couch is better than a time of face and we do get to see Freddie Blassie smack him with the cane which is by far the funniest gift ever made on our Facebook by a long shot yes definitely after that they do show a match of Skylo Low and little Bruce versus little Joe and Frenchie Lamont. An excellent two out of three match. We didn't see the two or the three match. Next up, they had the executioner join the set and Vince McMahon asked, why do you wrestle with the mask? You have to tune in to find out his answers. And then next up, they cut to a match with the executioner versus Tito Santana, John's favorite wrestler. Cheeto! So you have to tune in to find out who wins. Best matches. Yes. And we did have two segments that we did not see due to the WWE Network genius pulling those out, probably for legal reasons. Thank you.
of Mel Phillips joining the set, talking not about his priors. And we had Skylar Lowe supposed to attack the Executioner. Moving forward, we had with our incidents with wrestling, which starred our superstar, Mel Phillips. He had a thing for touching and grabbing green boys, and he had a certain fetish with the toes. We'll let you use your imagination with that. After that, our final guest, we have Captain Lou Albano joining in the TNT set, and he does pull a good apology by the last episode because he's trying to keep his face clean. He speaks about being angry about Piper and how he speaks of him pocketing funds and MS, which is an extremely important foundation to him and Cindy Lauper as well. And that was the episode 19 of the Friday Night Titans. We have now dubbed the naming of the show. Episode 20 from January 25th, 1985 is on YouTube and appears to be the same exact recording that was used for the network, except this version is WWE 24-7, which came out in approximately, I think, 2007. So if you don't have the network, you can find it on YouTube. We'll put you up a link. Hopefully it stays up for a while, but if it's gone by the time you hear this, know that it was indeed at one time on YouTube. Just email us at thetagteampodcast.gmail.com. We'll hook you up with a link. Hi, I am Bosley and I am here with Hulk Hogan. Hulk, thanks for being part of this promo for the new Tag Team Podcast Shop campaign. Sure, no problem. For each shirt or item sold, a portion goes to the Tag Team Podcast to help fund the web bandwidth cost. We have shirts starting at $24.49. Wow, that's unbelievable. If you sold all those shirts, where's my percentage? Hulk, you don't get a percentage. Some of the money goes to the Tag Team Podcast since they are their shirts. Those are my shirts. I've got a right to sell them. Do you want to cash me outside how about that? That's not what I want. Look, man, I made a mistake. I apologize. I was a real horse's ass. That's what I thought. To visit the Tag Team Pod Shop, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash the Tag Team Pod Shop, all one word, or click on the link in the description of this podcast or on the side of the web page. Do it, brother. I guess I blew that one. It's okay, Hulk. Our listening audience are used to it. That's for damn sure. Recapping the 19th episode of Friday, Tuesday, Night Titans, January 25th, 1985. I believe still there was no Lord Alfred Hayes. You remind me of this, this, or this. Am I correct? Yeah, no quirky marks or jokes. I guess he's out. At least for this episode. I believe they do start dwindling their way back in eventually. The Andre thing kind of got him off guard, I guess. Yes. First thing we get is the clip of Andre the Giant after being shaved by Big John Studd and Ken, Kenny McDonald's Patera. Hey. Hey, he's back. So what I learned from the clip was Andre the Giant stores M&Ms in his hair along with other snacks. Did you have to notice that as well? There was a lot of M&Ms in that hair. I didn't. Uh -uh. I didn't notice it. I was more of kind of sad we didn't get to see the match, but it just cuts to Andre just laying there and SD Jones laying over him like, oh yeah, big surprise. A teller demonstration for me of the M&Ms that were found in Andre's hair on our Facebook page. So be on the lookout for that. Circled each one of them as I found them. (laughs) So this clip, since spoiler, we've watched a little bit in advance, is going to get played throughout a couple episodes, so not going to go too much into it, other than to say it serves its purpose for this episode by setting up a segment for the next episode. They bring out Big John Studd and Kenny McDonald's. 
I'm it. Along with Bobby the Brain Heaton for an interview. Vince kind of stumbles and doesn't know what to call them, so he goes with the uh, three musketeers, maybe? Believable threesome here. Um, certainly not Larry Curley and Moe, no doubt about that. Maybe more like the three musketeers, I would think. I like the three stooges. I could see Larry Curley and Moe out of them. Yeah, let's see. Bobby the Brain Heaton would be Curley. I'm guessing Moe might be Big John Stud, with Larry being Kenny McDonald's. No, Moe was the genius. Moe always got him in the predicaments and tried to get him jobs. So Moe would be the brain, that's for sure. And Big John Stud would be Curly, because he's the biggest, biggest of the three. And then you had Larry, the, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the, the odd man out of the, the two. So, yeah. One with the weird hair, that was a distraction to everyone. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. But he did come in and explain that when he, were, he joined the WWF that he was going to make some noise. So, he decided that there's only one giant. That's Mr. Stud. As he's been claiming for a while. Yes, all along the while, he's been claiming that there's only one true giant. But in all reality, John Stud is a shoot. John Stud feared Andre. Andre didn't like him when Andre first came into the wrestling ring because he was so tall. That was a bumpy confrontation. FYI. They speak a little on the weasel again and bring that up. Weasel's a thing. Uh, it's a term used when you welch on a deal. You stab somebody in the back. You do something behind somebody's back. You're a coward. You're a chicken. All that. Well, all these people call me a weasel because I've pulled off some of the biggest wrestling coups in professional wrestling. Signed some of the biggest contracts. Made stars out of people that weren't. They were just nothing but ham and eggers. Ham and eggers. R.I.P. Bobby. And then after that, I believe Vince goes on to ask Bobby for the brain, you know, what he considered getting in the ring with Andre, with the tag team partner, of course. Because we do know Bobby the brain did have a impressive wrestling history. And Bobby says that it's not the face that he's scared of. I assume he's talking about Andre. And that he does have an impressive wrestling history. So it wouldn't be a problem. But he gets more satisfaction managing and manipulating wrestlers from outside of the ring, doing the brain. And then the next segment, we have McDonald's man. I'm loving it. McDonald's Patera. Mr. Stud and Mommy the Brain Heaton is going to give a demonstration of cutting somebody's hair just to show that they can cut hair. Because Bobby the Brain used to cut hair back in the day. And wouldn't you know, John, do you know who they got? A famous person. Do you know who they got? Whose hair they cut? I believe I do know whose hair they got to cut. Hugh Ackman. Hugh Ackman. Close. Wolverine. Close. Yeah. Who'd you get? Abraham Lincoln. That's who it reminded me of. I could see that as well. I was going Wolverine the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he was going to bust out of that chair of I <laughs> wonder how much I do got paid for that or if just will make you famous. Well, it didn't work. No, long term didn't work. Might have worked for that week. Hey, I was on TV. Yep, you look like a fool. <laughs> but I was on TV. It's fine. Ironically, I guess they didn't give him a name or just coincidentally the only name they could choose was Bob. That's all he ever was able to get out. So it's kind of weird. We got Bobby Heenan and Bob. I'm guessing if they would have made up a name, it would have been something that wasn't related to Bobby Heenan, but they only used it a couple times. Yeah, mostly called him Andre. Yeah, or Andrea, occasionally from Kenny McDonald's. So they went ahead and proceeded to tie him in with a belt, make sure he didn't go anywhere in the barber's chair. That extra safety restraints. Perfectly normal. It's what I get when I get haircuts as well. And so that was a extremely long, unneeded segment. Exactly. Yes, that was the filler for this episode that they couldn't get with, with the other filler from this episode that we'll dive into 
to and a little bit later it was very long kind of saw where it was going they of course weren't going to give him a good haircut and at the end just started dumping stuff all over him until he finally is able to get up and run for his life when they announce a razor for a straight shave I wouldn't want to cut my beard either nah man chicks love beards hair grows back the beards take forever yes they do paint dries quicker than growing a beard yes but they move on from there we go to HBJ Hillbilly Jim's home with his granny and he likes to show us his workout routine which involves beer hugging a tire elbow dropping a mattress and then his granny gets into the kitchen when he starts to wrestle the dog and saves that poor dog from all kinds of PETA violations there is one thing that I did catch was it the strap <laughs> it was the strap that was so <laughs> annoying <laughs> spent all that time to put both straps up and one just comes undone in five seconds just hangs there it was the fact that he went ahead and he loaded the stove with wood but never turned it on <laughs> Wait a minute, what are you doing? That was dinner for after the workout. Uh, you just forgot to mention that. Yes, you need your daily dose of wood. Yes. I guess so. But it was interesting to see how he trained. Bear hug for the tire. And his, I guess his only mattress he used for elbow drops. <laughs> yeah. And yes, as you said, luckily Granny went in there and saved the old yeller before things got weird. <laughs> they had to magically lose this footage for the <laughs> network as well. It's probably a good thing. Closes with Granny inviting us to come to supper. Up next... The other filler for this episode, Alvashan's wedding. They play some more clips of, of that good debacle. Betty not wanting to go to Ethiopia. When Paul gets on the set, he elaborates and gives an interview at least after the wedding. Yeah. Have any thoughts on the recap of the banquet that we've already seen two episodes ago? It's still the same. <laughs> so that's good. They didn't add anything. Uh, it's definitely bizarre, as he stated. It's one of the most bizarre weddings I've ever seen. Yep. Anyway. And when he does get on the set, he does say that the wedding isn't going as well as he thought it should. As you mentioned, they were supposed to go to Ethiopia and then Africa, but ended up going to New Jersey. Hoboken. Yeah. She shot down Paul's suggestion of Canada, which is almost the same. <laughs> yeah. And Paul said that whenever he takes his wife to the matches, that he always has to watch his back to make sure she's still there. He said he claims that Lou Albano ran off with her once or twice. Yeah, that kind of was a dead angle there. <laughs> Never mentioned it again. Future episodes. Abana's supposed to be a big face now, and apparently he's taking other people's wives. I guess I know why Macho Man was always crazy about Elizabeth. Kind of explains it. Yeah, you gotta watch out. Uh, Lou Albano, he's one sleek cat. Yep, he's a ladies' man. That's what I've always used to describe him. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> ladies' man of the 80s. <laughs> Follow us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast. On Twitter, at Tag Team. On Google Plus, Tag Team Podcast. Or email us, at the Tag Team Podcast at gmail.com. Or on the tagline, leave us a voicemail. 6016544 tag, that's 6016544824. Next up, we got an interview with everyone's favorite governor, Jesse the Body Ventura, on set to promote his new broadcasting gig with Jack Reynolds and the thing that's taken Tuesday Night Titan's spot on Tuesdays, Primetime Wrestling. 
Did you notice anything from Jesse's attire besides the usual, I should say, mainly focusing <laughs> on the pants that he was wearing, if you will? Um, not that I recall. I don't recall noting anything. Think he either stole Coon's pants or perhaps maybe he bought them off of Bad News Brown as they were camouflage fatigue. Ah, he has so much going on. Yellow, pink, <laughs> purple. I thought it was just, <laughs> I thought it was normal. <laughs> Yes, he was wearing a, a new, for us at least, was a jewel inside of the divot in his chin, and Lord Alfred Hayes didn't seem to be too impressed. No, definitely not. I think Vince does call him out. What's that in the cleft of your chin? Mika, Alfred. I think that looks ridiculous. I think your accent's ridiculous. <laughs> your hat. His hat? Stupid. You're going to need a new co-host. <laughs> Whoa. Burns the Burns. I don't think Jesse can mess with Alfred Hayes. He done took a smack from Piper. Yes, all guests have to sign a waiver saying they will not beat up Alfred Hayes when they come on the set. Yeah, so he can take a punch, that's for sure. So after the War of Words, they <laughs> go to a gyp. Because, hey, remember, this is about wrestling and ring action. Yep. So finally we get something. It's not a full match because that would be asking way too much. So we get Ventura versus everyone's favorite Brooklyn brawler, Steve Lombardi. On commentary, Vince and Mean Gene Oakland back again. Yeah, we cut to the match and it's pretty much Jesse has Lombardi in a leg lock. And I think even Vince says that we don't have much of a matchup here during the commentating. That was definitely an understatement. Way to promote. It was a hell of an understatement. <laughs> and we do see Lombardi finally getting up off the mat and starts to make a comeback with a series of kicks and punches. Jesse throws Lombardi in the rope, throws an elbow to the throat, pushes him over close to the turnbuckle, climbs up with an elbow drop. It's the one, two, three. Yeah, Lombardi got a little bit of offense, more than some people in the brawling enhancement nature, but once again, he still takes the fall. Oh, yeah. So we go back to the set, and it's promo time for your new rock album jesse ventura yes jesse claims that he's going after hulk hogan and that he's going to make a career out of rock and roll yes i got this one little ditty with him and vince and then he goes on to promote the album impressive victory by jesse the body ventura i'm sure you were much delighted in reviewing that tape with us mr ventura i enjoyed that tape jack mcmahon real well what what is that uh that's vince mcmahon oh and my aspirations now are rock and roll Mm-hmm. I'm the first wrestler that's changed to rock and roll. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at uh, what Mr. Ventura has here. And this is uh, an album at, uh, well, a little on, on the unusual side, much like Jesse the Body Ventura. And what is this? Uh, the, the, the album is entitled what, Mr. Ventura? Showdown with Mr. V and the Body Rules. And I'll tell you something, McMahon. I'm the first rock and roller that all them kids can look at and say he is tough. I know the album just rolls off your tongue there. Yes. I had to play it back three times to quite <laughs> catch what the title that was. It wasn't catchy, that's for sure. Lucky for us, we were able to find the links and we will include them on the Facebook page <laughs> for this episode so everyone can listen to the great Jesse the Governor Ventura rock album. I wonder if are you and Americans on there? remixed what i gather and the limited research that i did it seemed that there was only two tracks an a track and a b track one on each oh. side and neither were <laughs> that impressive oh that's right it was a 45 that he brought out there wasn't it yeah so we'll let you be the judge on those and listen to them yes please let us know i ain't listening to it <laughs> 
I think toward the end of the interview, Lord Hayes and Jesse Ventura go back at it again. Yes, apparently there's a future match in the making right there. Uh, Lord Hayes gets called out with herpes complex. <laughs> it's just a cold sore. <laughs> That's what you get kissing all them women. Yeah. Left and right. No wonder he's trying to get all over Wendy. Exactly. Horrible. I think they go all the way to the end and then you can see them kind of going at each other. You know, if the lights are dimmed out, they kind of played it out all the way to the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Jesse storms off the stage and they're still talking there. Wasn't yeah. a great episode. If I wanted to show someone a wrestling show that came on, this wouldn't be the one. Seeing now there was only one match <laughs> and it was not even a full match. This would not be the one. One, but I'm a sucker for Andre, so I kind of enjoyed the clip a little bit on that. But everything else was just promo, promo, promo. Yep. I appreciated how short it was. It was mildly entertaining, but it didn't really set up anything besides the match between Alfred Hayes and Jesse. I guess that'd be the only setup remotely close. Yes, I need to do some quick research on the fly here and see if maybe I can explain why this show was so short. I just want to see if maybe this is the case or not. So bear with me. Yeah, this might have been the case. The Super Bowl was January 20th, 1985, so this was only five days after that. Maybe they didn't do too much prep due to the, the big game. As we all know, Vince is a huge football fan so much that he creates his own league twice. Yeah. So we'll blame that for the lack of content. He was just mailing it in. Who's available? The usual? Sorry. Bring them on. <laughs> So with that, that was episode 20 of Tuesday, Friday Night Titans. And you have some history for us? We begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class. Breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture. 1985 is one of the most important years... Important indeed. This day in history, it is Friday under the sign of Aquarius. U.S. President still Ronald Reagan, Republican. Famous people born today is Tina Corland and A.C. Law IV. And that special week of January for the people of the USA, they were listening to Like a Virgin by Madonna. And in the U.K., it was I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. I want you to show me. Yes. <laughs> And for those curious, Tina Carroll is a Ukrainian singer, actress, and television presenter. And A.C. Law, you want to give a stab at who A.C. Law is? A.C. Law the fourth. I want to say maybe A.C. Green? I don't know. <laughs> no clue. Mm. A.C. Law the fourth is a former American professional basketball player. In his four seasons at Texas A&M University, Law scored 1,653 points and was credited with 540 assists. So he was a college standout that fizzled in the pros yes yep never heard of him. yes a regular christian leitner yeah pretty much i just went ac only ac i know in the pros was ac green he played for the lakers phoenix a couple other teams had the longest record for most consecutive games was the cal ripkin for a while oh, this guy went him. yeah the other ac <laughs> the real ac yeah <laughs> All right, well, that's it for history. Okay, coming up on our next episode, we're going to have Mr. Fuji, as he represents Don Morocco, the Magnificent One, HPJ, Hillbilly Jim's Granny Kim, and the Weasel, the Brain. Bobby Heenan comes back, along with Freddie Blassie, everyone's favorite pinky ring-wearing manager. Finally, we'll get some pinky. <laughs> what do you want? You keep touching my leg! And with that, short episode for us to watch, short episode for you to listen to. I'd like to thank you for downloading. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your friends of your family. Download, download, download. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. Patera holding Andre the Giant from behind. And there, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're looking at the raping of a giant.